fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. We are coming at you with a highly requested, long-awaited Witches in Media episode. Yes, we are. A discovery of witches. Here it is. The, Here it is. Yes. The the All Souls trilogy, as it is also known. Yes. Because Discovery of Witches is just the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Although that's what they called the TV show. Yes. As well. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're totally, totally going to dive into it. But I want to let you all know that we are recording on Saturday. Nope. M- Sunday. There it is. We are recording on Sunday. <laughs> Time has no meaning. Uh, right after, I think Pluto. No, not Pluto. Pluto's in retrograde, as we all know. Yes. But Mars and Jupiter are conjunct today. Oh. So them is fighting words. Is that why I, I feel so feisty today? <laughs> yes, it might be. Because Mars is, you know, the planet of war. I came in here with an energy. Poor Detta, bless her heart, no. had to deal with. No, it was it was uh, just everybody. It was my fault. I have no, no. <laughs> this was because of the the thing. Oh, that thing. You know. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know Never the mind. thing. It's a secret. But uh, I came in here fired up. <laughs> yeah, the planets are definitely living up to their reputation today, which is you know okay. So if you're feeling a little fussy mm-hmm. on the weekend of the what is it thirtieth, cut yourself a little slack. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and my wife was supposed to open a show last uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. What they happened? Had to, they had to cancel this weekend because one of the cast members tested positive no. for COVID. Yeah, and so Tammy and I have not been seeing a lot of each other anyway, and we're just keeping our distance and all that good stuff. But she, I tested and she tested, and we both came back. We tested two days in a row. We're both negative still. Well, yeah. I'm glad. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, we are going to keep it that way. So it's not over, everybody. Please stay yeah. safe. And this was a youngin, like in there, I think 19, 18 or 19, and they are sick. I have a lot of friends recently who have tested positive and are like, it sucks, but I'm glad I'm vaccinated mm-hmm. and, and be careful. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what she said as well. Yeah. And I keep meaning to go in and get my second booster because I'm old enough to do that, everybody. I am. Um, <laughs> I'm almost qualified to do that. Did you? Yeah. Do you know who doesn't qualify? It just like, I went to the dentist. I've been going to the dentist a lot. They don't qualify dentist to, to don't? get the, not not first, not first in line. But I'm they're like, like up in people's mouths. That's what I said. I said, you're healthcare professionals. How in the world do I qualify before? I want you to qualify yeah, before please. me. Please. So, Yikes. Yeah. So anyway, that's just the little news from little news. our corner of the world and a PSA to keep yourself safe, wear your mask and, you know. Please, if you haven't already, get vaccinated. Yeah, get vaccinated. Uh, I also, we also have some other very oh, exciting news. do we ever. So exciting. So Denna texts me or calls me on like, what was it, Friday? And you think were, so. Yeah, yeah you were I, like, I just got something out of the post office. We had something in our box. And I was like, yee! And so I had to wait because we wanted to open it together. And I'm very glad we did. Oh, I'm so glad we waited. Yeah. And they are definitely, we're going to talk about them a lot. We're talking about them a lot. Spark section. And I've been following them for, we've been following them. Sorry. Bonfire has been following <laughs> them for a little while on Instagram. And their picture is adorable. And 
I know we're teasing you. We're not telling you. But we'll tell you about we it later. We will tell you. It's, it's really exciting. It is so very exciting. <laughs> wow. Well. Yes. Library? I don't have any library. I just have a lot of thoughts. So if you have library stuff, we could go there. You know what? I can weave my library into the bonfire chat. So let's uh, grab our... Unlike the library in the books, you can bring your books outside. <laughs> that was a badoom ting. I did didn't it. hear that. <laughs> but um, let's go to the bonfire. Let's do it. All right, Corey came in with very, very distinct feelings about this book, and I know why, because, uh, well, I'm going to let her go first since she is not as familiar with it as I am. Here's the thing. I have some sources. I went to allsoulstrilogy.fandom.com, and I went and I watched the show, the first episode. I watched the first episode of the show. Yeah. So the reason I went to the allsoulstrilogy.fandom.com is because I have not read the books. My opinion coming out of researching this topic is, I don't really need to. Uh, If you love these books, I love that for you. I love that for you so much. I don't really feel like I need to read them. That's just me. But I did watch the first episode and also surmised that I don't really need to watch the show either. (laughs) So I am going to jump in already here because I know Corey's going to ask me a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I know we say this a lot, but uh, the books are so much better than the media. Having said that, there is a film in the works that would be written by David Auburn. Do you know who David Auburn is? I don't. Famous, famous playwright. Wrote Rabbit Hole and oh, tons of, yeah. Then I do know that David guy. Auburn. Yeah. yeah. It, tons of fabulous theater pieces. So if that happens, I'll be excited. But yeah. this, since we're on the TV show, so I got through, well, I skimmed through lots of things. There's so many changes, and I think they made really bad choices in my opinion sorry Deborah because uh, I know you're listening no you're not <laughs> they just made bad choices as far as plot and what to take from the book and yeah. what to change from the book which you expect but you expect them to be better choices to that point mm-hmm. because I love that you said that because I did a lot of research mm-hmm. and what I saw was articles that were like here is what the book did better but here is what the show did better. Oh, I should read those. Because the book is 2011, right? Mm-hmm. So the overall vibe I got of, of the critic critical analyses of the books was, oof, these are white. Oof, these are... <laughs> um, huh. These are... Uh, there's, you know, problems that are inherent to 2011. I wonder, though, if the 2014 gets that same sort of I I only looked at A Discovery of Witches, to be fair. That'd be interesting. But a lot of the articles I read were like, the show did, in fact, improve upon this. But a lot of the articles were like, here's one thing the book did better. Here's one thing the show did better. Here's one thing the book did better. Here's one thing the show did better. And it was really fascinating to read because having watched the first episode, which I did first, Mm -hmm. I did that before I did anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, (laughs) I imagine the book must be better. You imagine correctly. Like, even if the book isn't that good, which I'm sure it is, it has to be better than that. And what I think is such a bummer is that the world is really rich. 
I can tell that it must be. It is. But here's, okay, here, let me just tell you, here's yeah. my live tweet of my watch real quick. Uh, I think that it's neat that Diana's a professor. So it's a witch who's in academia. Uh, I think, oh, I wrote, okay, so magic is like known, question mark? And it is, but it isn't. Uh, it's, it is to the people in the communities, but it's hidden from regular old human folks. And then I wrote, it all seems to happen very quickly. Like they're trying to bake the world building into the action to avoid exposition, but it's like rushed. Is the book like that? No. Okay, sick. Uh, pretty standard vampire transformation situation. Uh, mm. Like when he tries to, I mean, the actual act of siring a vampire. This, the process is, I bite you. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I bite That's you, not in you the drink for me. That's pretty standard. That is not in the book. Uh, everyone is super horny for the book of life. Everyone wants it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Yep, everyone they are. super horny for this book. And then I wrote, and I'll elaborate on this. Okay. LOL, enemies to lovers. So. Oh, yeah. That, I will... <laughs> I'm going to hold back. I do want to just say one more thing about the TV series before you move on. If you end up watching it, and maybe this is theater background or whatever, the sound design, Mm -hmm. everything's the same. The sound design is so crucial, everybody. So if you get this weird feeling while you're watching it, and maybe you don't, maybe you absolutely love it. Maybe it's, you know, that eerie, gothic-y thing. But even if you are that, I, I think it's too much. It's constant. It never changes moods, even when... The scenes change mood. The mood is very much like at an 11 at all times. Yeah. And it's like, oof, chill. Yeah. And that's a lot to do with the sound design. A lot. Can we talk a little bit about other aspects of the design real quick? Yeah, go for it. The costumes are beautiful. I expected more from, for a prime video situation, I expected more. Me too. Uh, Jillian's wig. Woof. Woof. Oof. Bad Jillian news. is one of the witches. Yeah, it's her like friend, the redheaded friend or whatever. It's her frenemy. Yeah. Episode one, it's like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to tell you. I read a lot of fan fiction. I read a lot of romance novels. I read a lot of smut. I read a lot of, and from what I understand, these books get pretty sexy. That's what some of the reviews and, and summaries I saw. Uh, I'm sure that stuff is like, you know, a curtain blows and the scene changes or whatever the fuck. I read a lot Do you of, know what Tammy calls that? What? Independent films. <laughs> you know it's an independent film when you see a shot of a curtain blowing in an open window. Sure. And usually it's sepia or, or black and white. Gray, yeah. Uh, even if the rest of the movie's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we love independent films. We love independent films. Please make them. Please, God, make them. Um, But I, like, I read a lot of very trope-heavy stuff. I have about 30 tabs open on my phone right now of very trope-heavy stuff. I love it. It brings me so much joy. I don't know if it's because I don't care about these characters at all, but... I can already tell from moment one the trajectory of their entire relationship. Yes, you can. It's 100%. very typical. It's very clear. And I can already tell some of the sort of um, peripheral characters. I can already tell. Like I could tell Jillian right away 
has like this weird little undercurrent of jealousy about the yes. fact that her friend is like succeeding and she's not and like that's gonna play into it and how she's like i wish she would accept your magic but she won't and it's like a whole thing it's a lot more complicated than that in the book terrific but yes i imagine i imagine it must yes. be because everything that happened in the first episode of this was so rushed and then i want to say something and i want to be so so clear that I do not think it is a reflection of the actress. I do not care about Diana at all. I think that that woman is probably a good actress. And oh, do be- you not know her? No. Okay, I will say this. I love the actress. She's the lead in Warm Bodies and a lot of other things. <gasps> That's why I recognized yes. her. She is an amazing actress okay. and she is so Miss cast okay. in this role okay so that is exactly what i thought so oh. i knew i recognized her i loved warm bodies i love yeah. warm bodies it's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah. it's romeo and juliet yeah it's zombies it's funny it's heartbreaking oh, it's, great. it's beautiful anyway it's the only horror movie that tammy likes and actually rewatches every year that's very sweet and yeah. good and i love that um but i couldn't give less of a shit about her in this and it is a mismanagement of talent in the same way that i think Natalie Portman was misused in the Star Wars trilogy. Yes. Please don't at me. If you love it, I love that for you. I am not telling you one way or another that you should or shouldn't love it. Yeah, I know right now I'm totally raining on my daughter's parade because she hasn't read the books and she loved the TV series. So I'm really sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry. We all love what we love. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of shows that I love. And we're going to get to some good stuff, by the way, once we get to the books. I have a lot of shows that I love that I know are trash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but that's one of the things I love about them. But this, Mm. like, I could watch this or I could just go watch Lucifer again. And I wonder if I would have been able to watch it if I hadn't read the books. Well, I haven't read the books. So I know. Let me tell you. So probably not. <laughs> and I think Matthew, oh, who's the, the guy? He's in Downton Abbey in the last couple of seasons. He marries Mary. Ma- um, I don't know. He's a very good looking man. Is he? I think he is. Okay. But I'm a lesbian. So... <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Okay. But I think he's very good looking. Cool. I don't. But (laughs) there you have it. There you have it. From the bisexual in the room. Yep. (laughs) I think. But he is well cast. He is well cast. That brooding, dark, you know, kind of angel-esque. Which like, on the one hand, I totally agree with you. Like he's well cast. But on the other hand, I'm like. I could superimpose any number of other characters I like more on him. Mm-hmm. And they fit just fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, you know, I don't think you can have too many vampire shows. I don't either. And I don't think you can have too many witch shows. And I, I have to say, it, I went ahead and subscribed to Sundance and skimmed through every single episode so that it got the hits because I think we do need to be making and if if people who know this genre get their hands on it I think it could be a beautiful piece and we're making it now in 2022 or 23 or 24 Mm -hmm. if you were doing that again like if the movie happens yes you can update things although there is more diversity in the book than what I think they're talking about I do wonder if it's tropish, however, in the third book a little bit. And I've wondered that from the first time I heard it. Oh, by the way, I've listened to it as well. That That's how I came into it. And Jennifer Aketa, mm. oh, 
my goodness, what a beautiful narrator. And it's so fun as an audiobook person and as a voiceover person, listening to her changes between the first book and the third book, but then going back and listening to it multiple times, and then I use it as examples in class, listening to, okay, was this the actress getting better? A little bit. But was this the author getting better? Absolutely. Yeah. Because Deborah left some stuff out about character stuff. And I'm jumping ahead to the book. I don't want to do that yet because I have so much good stuff to say about the book. I do have one question. Yeah. As a person who has only seen one episode of the show and doesn't really intend to see another one, uh, I have a question about the magic in the books. Mm -hmm. So it's made very punch you in the face clear that Diana can't control her magic, right? Because she doesn't want to. By the way, y'all, there are going to be some major spoilers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. if you want to come back to this, or if you don't care, you like spoilers, here they come. Yeah. I had to sort of put aside my, oh, but spoilers, because once I watched the first episode, I was like, I don't care (laughs) if this gets spoiled for me. But it's made, like, really clear, like, it's a huge plot point that she Mm -hmm. can't control her magic and she doesn't want to use it, right? So my question to you is... In the case of other witches, is magic a thing that is, like, difficult and learned and practiced and, like, you have to, like, work at it? Or is it something that's just, like, natural to do? Difficult? No. Born as a witch? Yes. There are three different creatures. Vampires, demons, and witches. Yes. Demons and spelled D-A-E-M-O-S. Because they're not the hell spawn born. They are creative sometimes touched mad a little bit crazy people but they're gifted and uh in a lot of different ways and every demon is different like one of the main characters hamish is a financial wizard and (laughs) others yeah and others are musicians and others go crazy and there's a reason for that and at first you think it's a big old trope and they're just like oh great make the artists all crazy but that's not the reason when you get to the third book i lost my train of thought that's okay (laughs) but oh the magic no her aunts are her aunts yes i did say that yeah she has gay aunts yes the best her parents were murdered by other witches, which, again, did I say spoilers? Because you don't know that for a little while. It's in the first episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's not. In the, in the It's in the first book, but not till yeah. much later. Okay, are we moving to the books? Or does this... No, I let me let me stick to answering in. your questions. That was, we're bleeding so, in. So, yeah. That was so my no. sort of transition question. It is not difficult for everybody. Okay. It is difficult for Diana for a particular reason. Two particular reasons, actually. Do you want to know what those are, or do well, we want to wait? I think that she's definitely got that, um, what's it called, the unlikely hero thing? She doesn't want to be it. I have it written down. It's called the reluctant hero. Reluctant hero, that's the word. Which is what Katniss is, which is what, what yeah. so many people, and can I just tell you how over that I that's am? That's what Buffy I'm is. really freaking over She didn't it. want to be a hero at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's so true. And at certain parts of the whole season. Well. She just wants to... Well, that's because it's tiring and yeah. life-threatening. and <laughs> Yeah, but at the beginning, she was like, I'm 15 and don't you know, want to do this. That's a really good example of what it's like to be a social justice warrior. You get tired. You want to take get some freaking breaks. You just yeah. get tired. That's yeah. what it's like to live. Yes, it is. 
But yeah, she's the reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. And I already know that she's extraordinarily powerful Oh, somehow. of course she is. And uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I wanted badly to care about mm-hmm. anyone in the show. And the only people I found myself interested in were the EMT doctor guy who tried to turn his friend and Marcus, it didn't work. And that doesn't happen in the book. But, and then, but we do hear about the fact that vampires are having a hard time turning people. Yeah. And then the ants. I like the ants. Oh, M is just amazing. And M is has always been yeah. and Afri- I heard African-American, black. What I heard, what I read, yeah. was that uh, their story is not as fleshed out in the book as it is in the show. They get a little more time, which is cool. Yeah, I guess so. Alex... Alex Kensington, mm-hmm. who's in Doctor Who and Things River Song, yeah, and ER, should have been perfect casting for this, but the writing was. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I the don't writing need to, was rough. I, I know that these are creative people, and I hate trashing yeah. things. And and who knows where along the way? Maybe it, it happened in the editing. Or maybe it's it, a producer thing. Yeah. Or, who knows? Yeah. Who knows where? In my opinion, again, just my opinion, yeah. it went wrong. And I'm not trying to. I, I hate bashing artists because it's just we're I know how hard it is. Yeah. yeah, we are. We are all doing our best. So I also think. Yeah. That don't twist it like we're there's always that feeling of like I feel this ownership for the book yeah I love this book okay. and I, of course I'm gonna hate the show like that's not what this is no this is a you like the books a lot Ugh, wanted to and love you the show. wanted to love the show like we always go into it thinking and hoping yeah that it's gonna at least at the very least honor the spirit of the of the material I think it tried I'm, it, I'm, tried, I, it, it did it tried uh, again I just want to have you ever seen those YouTube videos where people put different music with movies yes. and it changes them that's what I want to do with this entire show if I knew <laughs> how to do that I would rip those videos and I would remix the, the audio I just think that would change so much and the reason that I say that I think it's the writing when it comes to Alex Kensington is because she is an amazing talent oh she's extraordinary and and I know that actors are always supposed to elevate material that's not quite as good. She, she didn't. She just didn't. And again, I skimmed a lot of the episodes and stopped at places that I wanted to know what had happened. I had a really hard time. As a person yeah. who's had um, some real bad directors mm. in their time, sometimes there's just only so much you can do with material. Yeah. I am going to add something at the beginning of this and say, there really is some good stuff. Please go to skipper number blah. If yeah. that's all you want to hear. Let's, so yeah, let's, head let's into, talk about the books. I'd like to hear what your take is on like how mute magic is used. Like, yeah. like what it means to these people, sure. the lineage of the witches, all that stuff. Cause I know that eventually they go back in time. Yes. Time skipping. Is it time skipping or time stepping? I think it's time stepping, which I think is just cute. No, it's um, oh my gosh, I've listened to this five million times. Can I remember? I saw the word time step. It's time. You're a time. There are time walkers. Right, Magic time is called time step. Like I saw a thing that said it was like if a oh. spell was called time step. Oh, that must be that must be in the TV series. I don't know, and not in the book. I read it in one of the articles. Yeah. Okay. Either way. So let me clarify. I am not a romance novel person. One of my best friends from high school, and I'm not joking. She was Marty and I was Rizzo in our production of Grease. I spent 
lots of time at her house. She spent lots of time at mine when she could, but she was working all the time. She is a wonderful human. Her pen name is Catherine Bybee. And if you go to the New York best time selling list, she is all over that shit. Multiple countries, and they're all romance novels. She's written like 40 of them. She is famous in that romance novel world. And I couldn't even get through one of them. I'm so sorry, while I'm just not a romance novel person. And her writing's really good. Really good. I got through the first half of one of them. Let me preface it that. So all the romance stuff that went on here was not what interested me. The Ashmole 782. Mm Mm-hmm. The book. Manuscript. The manuscript. Yeah. That's what grabbed me. The description of the Bodleian Library in the first couple of chapters is what got me. If you are a book nerd, they talk about libraries and books. And she's a manuscript. So <sighs> Deborah Harksness, I love her. I love her. Did she get some things wrong? Probably. I, I think that she has addressed the fact that people come at her about Diana, the lead character, as being too weak. Mm, yeah, it's valid. It, she's kind of whimpery and like there's some, there's just one time. So she finds out mm-hmm. that she was spellbound, which is the worst thing in this world you can do to another witch. It means you're evil or bad. You just don't do it. It, mm-hmm. it crosses all these ethical boundaries. Mm-hmm. So she's sure she's bad, except by the time she finds that out, she knows she's not. She knows why her parents did it. Her ghost of parents have visited her. She knows the story. She knows everything. And she still goes, I must have been bad and awful and evil. My parents spellbound me. And I just wanted to go, fucking, did you read the last couple chapters? No, you're not. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's frustrating to me about this character. But that is not, I repeat, not the predominant flavors of these books. It just creeps up every once in a while. I read some analyses that were like, she gives Bella Swan vibes. In Oh, that's interesting. I don't know Twilight very well, so. I, or yeah. at all. So may, maybe. Uh, from what I saw of the first episode, I was like, hmm, yes, we've been here. We've seen this. I felt like that was her trying to counteract how freaking smart she is. Deborah Harksness Mm. and how freaking smart Diana ends up being in lots of other places, just not socially and in the social and romance world. But she is, she's studying alchemy, not witchcraft. She doesn't think that they're the same thing as magic, which of course we all find out they are. And the world building as far as magic I remember the first time I got to it, I was like, hmm, I so disagree with that. And then I went, this is fiction, Dada. (laughs) Let her go with it. So there are only certain people that can create new spells. And those are weavers. But people don't know that. Witches don't know that because they have been slaughtered for their power. And their because once they were useful, and then during the witch trials of 1500 in Scotland, people started turning weavers over and then butchering their whole family so they couldn't produce more weavers. But of course, weavers are not just born to other weavers. Does this sounding familiar? I just, I just realized something yeah, very funny. What? I, like I said, read a lot of fan yeah, fiction yeah, yeah. and I re- just realized that a Destiel fanfic that I enjoy very much is, I think, based on this world. Is that right? Because I recognized the word weaver that mm-hmm. you just said. I was mm-hmm. like... <sighs> and I and I do. I, which I think is so funny. 
Yeah, I and I love it. And when they got to my weakness, not spells. Ah, uh. <laughs> I mean, come on. And they also when they, when she mentioned weaving, when we get to the fact that she's a weaver, I was like, I know what that is. I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It, before I could define it, I you know. So here's the thing about Deborah Harkness. And I have in front of me the world of all souls, which is a compendium about the world. And it has a lot of her research in it. I just, I want to let you know now yeah. that it's Harkness. Oh, am I, what am I saying? Harksness. Oh, I sure am. And I just, I don't want Harkness. you to have to go back and I'm gonna ha- well, worry about that. There, look, look what I did, everybody. Now we know. Deborah <laughs> Harkness. I my mom dis- does that. My dyslexia. So she is wicked smart. And so... Deborah Harkness? Yeah. Okay. In 1994, a new manuscript surfaced. And I might be wrong, but I think I'm right. She's the one who discovered it. Oh. It was a Latin book of spells and somebody who claimed that he talked to angels. John D. I think is the name. I wrote it down. Yes. She got this idea in her head, and yes, Harry Potter, Twilight, all those things inspired her. She was looking at all this stuff in airports and was like, there's so much history here that isn't being explored. Mm. So if you're a history buff, if you're an academic buff, Mm -hmm. she presents it in a way, in my opinion, that is digestible. Mm -hmm just enough of it and I wanted more of it so that's why I knew there was probably just enough of it and and I have read also since then some of her academic papers which I absolutely also adore but this book it has all these code words and math in it and they've been analyzing it since then it was lost for hundreds and hundreds of years it's called the neck oh no her book is called the nexus of analogy and scatology and natural philosophy in john d's angel conversations that's the english translation of what this book is it's called the book of soigia i'm sure i'm pronouncing that wrong or also alternately aldaria i did look that up and it was created in the 15th century And it has all of this magic in it and all of these spells in it, but they still can't understand. They can't break the code of the tables yet. And Mm. they've been trying for years. I feel like I would enjoy her academic papers. I think you would enjoy these books if you could get past the other stuff. She, maybe not her first book. So I don't go back to listen to her first book anymore, but there's some wonderful, beautiful magic in it. There really is. And there's some good world building, but her second and her third books are definitely better. Yeah. But again, maybe, maybe if, if I get the like a head flu or something and I yeah. just got to like lay up in bed, I'll listen to it. Maybe. Yeah. She uses real people like Edward Kelly or Kit Marlowe. Kit Marlowe. And Kit Marlowe is a jerk. Aww. Oh, yeah. She never meets Shakespeare. Cow bummer. Yeah, I know. Her dad does, though. Her dad, who is dead, who's also a time walker and comes back to see her in 1509. 1509? Yeah. It's just chocked full of some creative, but again, I don't read this genre, so I think creative ways to deal with time. Well, I do read time travel, and I think the way that they deal with time travel is really brilliant. Cool. Deborah, I I think she deals with it very well. Because season one ends with them... Ending up yep. back in the past, right? And that's where the book, uh, the season one book, that's where the first book ends, is, <laughs> is them jumping back in time. Okay. And so they go to 1509, and he's part of the 
Oh, the School of Night. The School of Night. I wrote that down. Yeah, I guess there really is a mystery member that they can't figure out who it is, and they figured out who everybody else is, so Deborah took that. Fascinating. And she does stuff like that all the way through it. People love to stick Kit Marlowe into stuff. And here's the other thing I love about it. You're about to get insight into Detta. Oh. Yeah. She gets revenge. I love that. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but I've watched Columbiana, is that what it's called? With Guardian of the Galaxy. Zoe Saldana? Thank you. Gosh, where did I don't know where I went. Anyway, yes, I hate it. I've even watched Peppermint, which is such a bad film, but it satisfies some need that I'm having right now to destroy things that that hurt other people. (laughs) Is that one of those movies, uh, they call them good for her movies? Oh, I don't know. Is that right? Like Midsummer or... I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen Midsummer Or The Vivid. I'm trying to get away from that and focus on what I want, which is not really revenge. It's justice. And they're very, very different. But anyway, in this book, she absolutely... The bad guys get their comeuppance. And, sure. and the third book, just a content warning, there's uh, multiple mentions of rape and physical abuse of... Uh, what one of these bad guys is, and experimentation on women and women's bodies and babies. So medicalized torture. Yes. Okay. Yes. By a vampire who is... Gross. Yeah. And then they talk about the experiments in World War II, which were all real. Medicalized torture. Yeah. And... Anytime somebody tells you the experimentation done, stop them and say, the medicalized torture done? Because that is what it is. Say it one more time. Medicalized torture. Medicalized. I was missing the eyes. Yeah. That is what it is. It's awful. It's awful. I have two more questions. Okay, yes, please. Yes. Okay, question number one is, shit, I had two, but now I can only think of one. So I'll start with one. What, oh, I remembered it. Okay, question number one. What is the like, for the witches particularly, Mm -hmm. in this world, what is the like code or creed or rules? Like, what's that look like? Is there one big coven? I hear the word congregation a lot, which I don't love because it's very triggering for they. me. Neither do they. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. Mm. So the congregation is made up of three people from each sect of creatures. Okay. So there are three vampires, three demons, three witches, and they're, they've segregated everybody. You're not allowed to interact with each yeah. other. Which is why them falling in love is so bad. Yeah. It's it's one of the reasons. And what we come to find out by the end, by the third book, is that it's it that is what's hurting them. Mm-hmm. That, that is why the demons are going crazy because for one thing, demons birth witches all the time. Sure. What they find out is that they all have, I know this is going to be a shocker, one common ancestor. And that race doesn't actually exist. <laughs> or matter. And, <laughs> or matter. And one of the characters, Chris, is is black and an academic and has won all these awards and academic awards. Is and that he's her friend just at the a library? freaking genius. No, her friend at the, li- the woman at the no, library? No, the rad guy who helps her check no, out the books. No, this is, I wonder if he's in the, I think he's in the third season. Oh, okay. He's, she makes bets with him throughout the whole first book, but we really get to know him in the third book. Mm. Hardly anybody's in the second book. Nowhere near as much as it is in the TV series mm-hmm. because they're back in 15... 15- Right. Oh, nine. And we meet uh, Gallo Glass, who doesn't have much of a Scottish accent by Jennifer Aketa, because I don't know why. I, I, I don't 
think they mention a lot where he's from until the third book. And then and then he absolutely has this Scottish accent. Oh, I love that character so much. I hope they did him justice on the TV show. We just lose him. But when we get back, Chris is an integral part of figuring out the problem. And he's the one who pushes Matthew and can actually challenge Matthew so that they can move forward. And sure. he's encouraging them. You got to come out. Yeah. You all got to come out. So what is the, like, Rules. Are there rules the for magic? The only rule, not for magic. Okay. What they have found, and plus they don't know a lot about Just each like other. don't be seen, right? Uh, don't be seen. Yeah. Don't don't let the humans know. Is You mentioned something that was like being spellbound was like really, really bad. Yeah. Are there other things that are like, you just don't do that or? No. Okay. That's, that's the one that comes up the most. But the congregation, since they're not allowed to interact with each other, mm-hmm. and, and they absolutely need that diversity mm-hmm. in their lines. It's why vampires have stopped being able to turn people mm-hmm. at, at a very low success rate. So a lot of people die. Mm-hmm. Why demons are getting crazier. Sure. Why witches are not as powerful. Right. Which is also one of the reasons Diana is. Mm. Because... And why they hid her and why they spellbound her because she was time walking at the age of two. Oh no. And they That's knew. That's like baby Jack Jack in the yeah. incredible. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's very much like that. And they, her parents, when she's seven years old, because they've seen and her mom is fucking powerful. And they talk here's the other thing that's great in the third book, is they talk about dark magic. Which then they say, you mean higher magics? Yeah. Which then they go to really is the night and the moon evil, more evil than the sun? I mean, Deborah brings that together. You have to have both sides of yourself. And once the character of Diana accepts all sides of her, life and death, mm-hmm. which she can control both of, which is amazing. And not all weavers can. Mm-hmm. Some some can. But the reason they have to go back in time, one, they're hiding from the congregation because they're hunting them. Right. And two, there are there's nobody to teach her. These powers are coming. Her aunt, who is incredibly, like, can cast any spell perfectly. That's the role that's played by Alex Kingsington. And her other aunt, M, was really, was best friends with her mom. Mm -hmm. She and Rebecca, which is Diana's mom, really dabbled in the high magics, which is why this evil witch, (laughs) Peter Knox, was fascinated with her and wanted to meet with her. And they know they're going to have to hide Diana because they see her specialness and her mom's a seer. Got it. Because of that, she sees what happens and they tell a bedtime story to Diana every single night. Mm. And it ends up being the story about Matthew finding her, helping her find her way, help him protecting her until she's ready to protect herself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she'll be more powerful than she knows what to do with. And that is true. Yeah. Well, and, there you go. Yeah. And that they can have children is unheard of. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it that said, oh, oh, it's Chris. It's a line in, it's a line in the third book. Uh, Chris, her friend, when he finally finds out she's a witch and she's pregnant, he goes, Spike never knocked anybody up on Buffy. My, my mother's generation had bewitched. And we have Buffy. Whoever let Joss Whedon in on all of our secrets has a lot to answer for. And uh, so that was, you know, that was at a time before Joss was... A uh, shithead? Before we knew he was. Yeah. I shouldn't say before he was. Yeah, no, before, he, we, before we knew. He has been. Okay. Okay, now I, I have, just talked a lot. Go I have ahead. one more question. Please. Because they pop up like halfway through this first episode, uh, which I only watched the first episode, mm-hmm. so I don't know what happened next <laughs> with them. The witches from Finland that come across there was that 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 like satu 
I don't know, that guy and the really powerful woman who who's like made a ring of fire and sucked a mm-hmm. hunter into the ground, which I was like, good for her. Don't walk into my house with a gun pointed at me. I'll suck you into the earth. There are a lot of themes in this book. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just want to know, like, what is their role? Like, are there what do witches from all over the world start like interacting with the story or oh yeah okay yeah so satu is misguided and working with peter knox who's another witch and here's the thing too you walk the line or you get killed mm-hmm. a lot is yeah. what you start to realize which diana doesn't know at the beginning yeah right you have a question i have another question but yes. I'm, I'm holding okay. it in my okay. brain for when we're done yeah and so satu doesn't exactly know what she is now from what i understand they give her better character i guess she's one of the only ones that is a better character in the tv series Mm. than in the book i heard they softened out matthew a little bit too did they Mm -hmm. well they should have because the trope of i'm a man i need to take care of you i must do this the brooding that reminded me of twilight all the or at least all the criticism i read of twilight Mm -hmm. with edward and bella i read twilight i couldn't yeah it's like that it is like that it's like I'm I, and that's where I went. I don't like romance novels because it was that trope, and yeah. I was like, yeah, no. I guess they make that better in the TV series okay. as well. So Satu, go ahead. Yes, we find out she's a weaver, and oh. she doesn't have a trainer either, and Did she's terrified for no, oh. no, because she threatens her children and Matthew, and she and she tortures her. In the first book, she spends the whole time trying to open her up, which is what Peter Knox did to. Uh, her parents killed them and they hid her and went to Africa leading Peter to them and Peter thought oh it was the dad who was also a weaver so they left Diana alone for a long time until she recalled by accident yeah 728 or whatever Ashmole 782 okay next question question. witches from all over the world Mm -hmm. so there are witches vampires and demons all over the world Mm -hmm. okay do they all practice magic in the same way no Okay, good. Which I love. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And also there are, we discover in the last book that there are these creatures called the Brightborn. Oh. And they are witches who've mated with vampires. And that is, we find out another reason the congregation said, no, you can't, because they are powerful. They have power and longevity beyond you know, almost as long as vampires. One of the witches that we meet, whom is one of my favorite characters, we find out is a is a brightborn, and she's actually related to Matthew. Diana has two children who are the brightborn, so they're a mix. And one of them, she goes, I I don't know what she is. She's a she's a something. She's a, she's a vamp witch. I I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like so, a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. so how you, they have kids. Yeah. So in the third book, the s- course of the story is ridiculous. Is long. No. No, they don't have sex, y'all, for like the whole until the middle of the second book. But I mean, like, if she has children, yeah, it happens really fast. Does they're so together like, for four or five months? She gets pregnant back in the fifteen hundreds. But is like the actual process nine months to have? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, that's, so this is over about a year and a half. Oh Lord, God. it's really fast. Okay, and she's twenty eight and he's thirty six or fifteen hundred. Yeah, he's fifteen hundred actually, <laughs> but looks thirty six. Which the actor does not look 36 to me. No, he's in his 40s. I yes. Think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why I'm whispering. I just, okay. Okay. And here's one other question mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> this, I don't know why, really just grated my cheese when I watched it. I was like, why? The end of the first episode, 
he like in just the creepiest fucking way possible smells her jacket and there's an immediate like reaction to that and i was like is this like a faded mates situation what's that faded mates like fate like they're faded like oh, fated like he he smelled her and was like oh shit that's the one mm, he's been in love twice before okay but he's never been vampires only mate once a human so he gets like you know 40 years with her which they have a discussion about because his Mm brother-in-law who married his brother Mm -hmm. (laughs) was killed 400 years ago and they were together for 600 years and Matthew goes at him because if you only had 40 years he goes it doesn't matter how long you have it's always going to be awful yeah I still miss him yeah. And and he wasn't recognized. So they deal a lot with the patriarchy, homophobia. You'll know that's what I was going to say earlier. There are a lot of themes of homophobia in here and and dealing with them. And there are a lot of themes of eugenics and you know, slaughter and genocide. Preserve anything that talks about preserving a line of any kind. Yeah. That's steep. Yeah. Pretty yeah. disgusting stuff. And I have to say, Deborah does that really well. And she uses the voice of Chris to help do it, mm. which I love. Sure. But wonder if somebody who was black would say it was tropish. I don't know. Because he's his ancestors lived in, the, I'm, I can never pronounce this, and I've tried over and over, Kaskiki, he lived in the... Kaskiki? Sh- thank you. Yeah. I can never say it, and I've heard it over and over again, where there was a lot of medical... Medicalized torture. Medicalized torture yeah, you on black look up, people. Go ahead and look up Kaskiki. And they deal with, I mean, okay, folks, we are getting into what is awesome about this book. I'm ready. 50 minutes in. Sorry, fam. <laughs> I hope you've heard some good stuff. One, the magic is awesome. It's beautiful. Even if you don't agree with it. And you can, especially for you new people out there, it will encourage you to look at things to go, what's that concept about? Like weaving and higher magics. And there are books out there about them. And there, you don't have to be part of a coven in order to discover higher magics. You have to meditate (laughs) and do other things. but, But really... You have to meditate or find a way to meditate. And I know there, we talk a lot about neurodivergency and meditation. There are lots of different ways to meditate. You can go to our Instagram and find a lot of those. The other things I love, I think I already said, the library, all the library stuff that they do, the research, the academic focus on all of it, the smartness, the going back to Salem in a way that is palatable because... She mentions not all of them were witches, but Bridget Bishop is their ancestor. And they have all of this serendipitous stuff. And because these women were seers, they knew certain things to do, but they had to listen to their instincts. They they got there because of these things that they found Mm -hmm. weirdly. Oh, that's the other thing too. The house is magic that they live in the farmhouse oh, okay. up in upstate New York and it's it grows when people are coming and it gets rid of things it steals things and keeps things like projects and stuff it holds things if you ask it to hold it so like Diana's mother wrote her a letter before she died and it gets shot out at her and it also has her call attached because mm-hmm. she was born with a call she's also a chimera i mean there's so much awesome magic in this book when she gets her familiar which in this book not all witches have familiars not all witches write their own uh, spells but weavers have familiars and hers is a not a dragon a it's a water and a fire oh my goodness anyway cora 
is this water drake. Is that right? And it, sure. it looks like a dragon. But it's the one that you see eating its tail on the... The, or- the mm-hmm. Ouroboros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Ouroboros. Or Ouroboros. <laughs> I do like the uh, concepts of spellbinding. I like all the stuff they deal with with the higher magics and the crossroads. There's so much herbal magic in it. In the first book, you can learn a recipe of how to herbally, not reliably, and they talk about that too, stop pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, birth control. But they also, if you combine those types of herbs with counting you can usually avoid pregnancy and that's how a lot of in a lot of educated and by educated i don't mean necessarily formally educated uh, were able to control their birthing rate (laughs) Uh, i like her exploration even though i don't agree with it of the craft versus weaving versus the other witches who are natural at magic and elemental magic and not all of those are weavers but a lot of them are you're selling me on it. I might listen yeah. to the audiobook. <laughs> and again, the first one, I guarantee, Corey, knowing you, you'll have a hard time getting through. But there's a lot of really good stuff in it. There, there are some recipes that they don't call recipes that you can absolutely go to. They also deal with the goddess and what the goddess does. And the here's another thing I love about the yes. book. They deal with the fact that their gods don't do this for free. Yeah. There is an exchange. Sure. And you pay that exchange. And it doesn't necessarily, like at one point, Matthew's telling Diana, did you take M? Because M dies in the... I know. Sad. But lots of people die in this book, not just gay people. But Diana saves Matthew's life in, you know, three quarters of the way through the first book. It's a whole sucky fest thing, as Buffy would say. Yeah. But she does not become a vampire. She calls on the goddess. The goddess shows up. They do do the triple goddess, Mother right. Maiden Crone, and she never names them. Oh, that's not true. They talk about Diana at one point. They go to Diana's altar in that has been set up in France back in sure. when paganism was big, right when Catholicism was taking over. I just love the fact that they deal with that. Matthew finds out in the third book, did you trade M's? I, what did you promise her? Diana says, I, anything. And, and he's like... They, That's a foolish yeah, thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I know. But she wanted to save him no matter what. So the goddess took him and said, no, she wants me. She didn't want a death for a life. She wanted a life for a life. So I have things to do. And you think by the end of the books that she's fulfilled that, and she has not. Cool. Yeah. And and so, yeah, so All it's right. an ongoing process. I And I love that because that is true with magic. You don't fuck around with this lightly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, especially now with as popular as witchcraft is becoming, it's really easy. And I, and I don't blame them. It's really easy to fall in to think, oh, this is fun. This is good. And it doesn't have to be that deep. And it's like practical magic. You cannot practice witchcraft and look your nose down at it. Well, you cannot practice witchcraft and not know the rules behind it. You can break those rules. Go for it. I actually just talked about that in a post for Patreon that'll probably be public by the time this is released. But you have to know what you're going against. Mm -hmm. And then you're also going to be able to understand why you might be struggling and what else you might have to add at that time if you're not working with the elements because you can't wait for the elements or the timing to be right. You just have to know that stuff. I don't know. Or you don't. Huh. Okay. Okay. So... What would you say is something that you could take away from these books into your own practice? The research. Okay. Finding out about, I actually hadn't known about Mother Shipton until 
these books in 2011. The research rabbit holes that her references will take you down are amazing. I'm opening right now The World of All Souls, The Complete Guide to a Discovery of Witches, Shadow, Night, and the Book of Life. So what she includes in here are facts and not facts. And it's distinguishable if you've read the books. And it kind of hints at it about it talks about their real life and then in the book Mm. they'll sometimes say that but not always when they are straight out so many of these people are real people so many of these books in this world are real books elemental magic third eye so much of what she has written in here the philosopher's stone alchemy and tons and tons and tons of old books that you can only find online or if you go to the Bodleian Library or other libraries mm-hmm. like the Gone Calves Manuscript. When I found out that Ashmall 782 doesn't exist, but Ashmall's numbers mm-hmm. absolutely exist. They're Ash because he owned all these books. He was really eclectic. I, I have discovered some stuff. But if you're a beginner, especially like if you go down her not magic and ladders and stuff, she she doesn't get too much deeper in her research and definitely not in the books. It's pretty basic not magic in the books, but it's still not magic. <laughs> I have a soft spot. I love that. Yeah. I think that a story told against the backdrop of Oxford, like Oxford's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've had the very incredible joy of getting to visit mm-hmm. and it's beautiful it is. the town the school the whole thing is very I've very been good there once i haven't been to yale yet though and they do talk about those libraries as well yeah i uh, i think it's a beautiful backdrop mm-hmm. i think it's a specific backdrop that is i hope like i know because you said they like go other places mm-hmm. and all that stuff I'm glad to hear that because there is a specific type of person that is found at the backdrop that well, is Oxford. Sadly, you will be disappointed in that because... I just mean like affluent, yep. privileged. Yep. Yeah. That's what all the vampires are. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, because also they've had like centuries and centuries, centuries to accumulate to, wealth. Yeah. And of course, Diana inherits or, or gets signed stuff over to her by Matthew, all this. She says, I don't want any of this. They have to settle all that. Hamish helps them, right. you know, do the will before they go back to the 1500s. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's a fantasy, right? Yes, and it's, it's it affluence. It's opulence. It's luxury. It's yeah. sensuality. It's like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I, I read a lot of stuff that is specifically that. Well, and Miriam Shepard and Phoebe, I always want to say Phoebe Cates, sorry, uh, but it's not Phoebe Cates. Those two characters are also women of color. Yeah. They do not fit the tropey mode. Oh, so is Amira. Oh, I forgot about Amira, who's a yoga teacher vampire who like, yeah. I got to tell you. So she's Indian. I have to read, I have to, I... One of the reasons I think I should probably listen to the audiobooks or read the books mm-hmm. is because reading the synopses, mm. I was like, are you, what? They're not completely wrong. They're, they're but not. Like, but they're not completely about right them either. doing yoga classes at his house. Well, it's a place he owns. And, it's I'm, like a like, mansion. and I'm like, why does this matter? 
Why does this matter? It comes back. It, it matters because it's a place that he has created and that Amira have created for everyone. Again, like I said, the, there were a lot of themes here of lesbian and gays and trans and sure. oppressed people and people people of color. We love a safe space. Yeah. We do. I think that's what they're trying to... I think that they... I keep saying they. Deborah. That's what Deborah is trying to do. Right. Deborah is a she. In summary... There are problems with this book. Sure. There are so much so much more magic that I think you can bring into your practice that I haven't mentioned. Mm-hmm. And maybe I have, just not in contact. But the herb work, just lots of it. And also the higher concepts. Sure. She really deals with the higher concepts, which I love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was interesting revisiting them because mm-hmm. I, I read them or listened to them. And then five years later, I found them in my library when I needed something to listen to that I didn't want to think about too hard. And I re-listened and went, oh, oh, and now <laughs> I know that. I didn't used to know that. <laughs> and, and Or I didn't see what she was doing there with that. She hides stuff in plain sight. If you're a witch, you'll catch it. And if you're exploring your witchcraft, you might catch it in five years. Yeah. There you go. Okay, that's it. Sorry we trashed the television show, you all. I'm sorry, but... And I just want to be, like, so clear. Yeah. I want to be so clear. I do not... It is... I think if you love it, that is so good. That is good and great and rad. This is not a gatekeeping situation. No, no, no. Yes, thank you for saying that. And I am absolutely... Not that my opinion of you matters to you. You don't know me. I don't know you. But I don't think any less of your taste in things if you love this show. It is not probably for me. Yeah. But like, it's for somebody. Mm -hmm. And I hope that it brings you joy and comfort. And I hope that it's kind of steamy for you. And I like, I hope that you love it. Because if you love it, that's great. And if you're listening to us and you're like, I thought those things too. You know what? Cool. It's not for us. Um, but And if you thought those things and you still freaking love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I watch a lot of trash. I wanted to write more fiction. I think I'd be really interested in her academic work. Her academic work is great. <sighs> it's really great. The Jewel House is okay. one of her academic pieces that came out before this. And it's definitely academic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we start going around in circles, yeah, should we go send up some sparks? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, before we send up sparks, we'd love to say thank you to some patrons. And also a couple people who reviewed us. Thank you. Thank you. We got the nicest review on iTunes I recently. Know. I know. The review on iTunes is from Rogue Slayer One. One, I love your handle so much. I can hardly Absolutely. stand it. Informative and entertainment. Almost done catching up to the current. And I love this podcast. Lots of info, tons of references, and further independent research. Yes, I, which we just gave you right now. And, and, and always fun. So thank you so much, Rogue Slayer number one. And I would love to say from both of us. Woohoo! A big thank you to uh, five new patrons we have, Moonbow Enterprises, who you know oh. we shouted out. We love those beautiful. I'm looking at three of their pens right now. Uh, yeah, my wife might have surprised me. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I would love to say a big thank you to Emma, to Kat, to River. Hey, River. Hey, River. And to Rami. 
Romney. What is up? Thank you so much for joining us around our little bonfire. We are so, so grateful to have you. Well, and we also said we were going to talk about a certain present that we got. <gasps> I know. We cried. We screamed. So it's it's on video. I'm sure we'll post it. This is going to be one of our sparks, and we're going to share it. It's our spark today. Yes. We got a package in the mail, as you may have mentioned, heard us mention about six hours ago when yeah. we started recording this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we waited till today so we could open it together. And we opened it and there was this pretty paper package so with a bow around it. And then we opened up the paper package and inside of it is a wooden box with our logo painted on it. Which we've decided to share custody of or, or maybe ask yeah. her to reproduce many of them. And yeah, <laughs> I would like to buy a second one yeah. so that we can each have one because I don't want to give it oh, up. Oh my God, it's there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And inside of it was a few beautiful little sprigs of lavender and a very lovely note. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. And so we would like to please send a spark up for Crafe which is craft and cafe together. We love a portmanteau. Oh, yeah. Please look them up. We'll put their handle, put their website. Adorable, bespoke crafts. Mm-hmm. This box is so fucking cute, dude. <laughs> and and we've been following them on Instagram. And I just, I'm trying really hard not to shop, you all. Yeah, same. <laughs> For real. But it's really hard. I'm playing that, um... If I spend this now, I'll only be overdrawn for two days game. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mortgages. Oh, am I right? No. But they met in college and they're both, they were, they were 10 years ago, both studying to be elementary school teachers and they bonded over their mutual love for arts and crafts. Their friendship grew and so did their dreams. These and are the two people who yeah. run the company, by the way. And they did not end up becoming elementary school teachers. I, so I, thank I you, have loved, yeah, I've loved their website and I resisted until now going yeah. to their you should go to their store because it's absolutely gorgeous and they've got lots of different things and I love them and the artwork is gorgeous. Crafe and, Creations. And here's what I love about it too. Yes. It's functional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's functional art. I love it. Crafe Creations, we love you. Yeah. Thank you for the beautiful gift. Yeah. Also, just want to say this is the first ever like fan art yeah. situation we've ever gotten and it's really, really sweet yeah. and nice. So thank you. Thank you. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's do your spark first. Okay. Uh, this comes with a disclaimer. Uh-oh. <laughs> not not one. Well, it is about you, actually. but About not, me? Well, kind of. Yeah. Uh-oh. But not in the way that you think it is. I'm nervous now. <laughs> so, and then Corey's like trying to. We're trying to peek. She's trying to peek. So. If you try to look this up without the link that we're about to give you, it's really hard to find. They happen to be in Seattle, which I didn't know. Tammy, my wife, actually introduced it to me a couple of weeks ago, but now we found the website. There was some art hanging in our local bakery, Cafe Nouveau, Mm -hmm. and they were patron saints of Betty White. Oh, sure. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks of Prince. Of Princess Leia. Of Dolly Parton. Mm. Anyway, they are called O-M-A-K-A-S-E Images. 
Om- omakase? Omakase. Do you know what that means? It's sushi, isn't it? No, omakase means chef's choice. Chef's choice. If it's you, usually sushi. Yes. yes if but, you look it up, all you get is sushi. Yep. So we'll definitely put the link in. And this is the caveat that I have to give before Corey goes and checks out this beautiful store of candles and posters is that you're not allowed to buy anything. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> I may have bought a gift from there. And until you get it, you know, maybe for our anniversary of Bonfire Babel. I know, you have to wait a long time. I'm so sorry. I almost didn't call them out, but I'm about to post some stuff on Instagram today um, with Dolly Parton. And so you can't go there to the site until after September. Well, you can go there. You can look. I just, well, that's just, torture. Thanks. You can't buy, <laughs> I can't anything. buy anything. Because I already did. So, okay. And okay. If, if Teresa Reed is listening, you can't go there either until after your birthday. Actually, I think this might come out after her birthday. So Perfect. I think I'm safe. Perfect. There we go. I know. I couldn't help it. Well, thank you. We're gift gift givers. We can't help it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my spark. Go check them out. Thanks, Saint. All those pop culture things. There, there are so many, so many Game of Thrones, and you know. Well, I feel like I should tell you. I got um, inspiration for a gift for you the other day. Uh, Stop. So I'm pretty excited about it. (sighs) Okay. Okay. What's your spark? Oh, it's my turn. Uh, (laughs) Sistersky.com. Their uh, their tagline is uh, natural solutions from native roots. Oh, I love it. So basically, it's a native-owned company. Sister Sky is a certified Native American women-owned company and is approved by the Intertribal Agriculture Council to use the Made by American Indians trademark. Wow. They do, that was read off their website, by the way, shampoos, conditioners, lotions, soap. They do hair care. They do body wash, mists, bath bombs. Please check them out. I'm there. Their stuff is beautiful. I like, it's the kind of stuff you look at it and you're like, oh God, I can smell it. I can Mm -hmm. smell that just through the screen. Mm -hmm. Now, next week we get our new shower installed. So if Mm -hmm. I get any bath bombs, I'll have to come over and borrow Deda's bathtub. But anytime. One of these days, I'm going to get the hot tub running, but I haven't. Fuck yes. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I, can you put that? Probably no, not. Bad no. for the filters. Bad but for, no. but you, can, Darn it. you can put sachets. Can you? Of herbs, <laughs> as long as they stay in the sachets. We've had it since we moved in here, and we've never used it. I just need, I know. I, I will help you clean it if it means I, we can get I in have it. To, I have to. Do, that's what I have Ooh, to do. Yeah. Call me. I'll help. Okay. I will. But please. <laughs> so I just... Yes. I just have to say this. Two things have happened this week. One, these beautiful gifts, uh, the pens, and and I had to just like go, thank you and accept, which I have, have a really hard time doing. But I wrote this morning in our tarot, or I did the draw yesterday, mm-hmm. about you need to learn to accept help. That is what this card is telling you. Okay, well. I feel seen. How dare you call me out <laughs> yeah. in this accurate manner. But please go check out Sister Sky beautiful stuff beautiful stuff my goodness i i wish i had so much more dollars so i could i need new shampoo and conditioner so i would like i would totally invest cool yeah well hey, hey. this has been fun and really long and i had a lot more thoughts and a lot more questions yeah. than i thought i did i think this might have been the most critical we've ever been of anything not just you me too also so. critical doesn't mean negative or bad critical means critical yeah we were looking at it with a critical eye i tried not to be a jerk 
because I, I don't, don't think you were because I don't know. Here's the thing is like, I don't like to shit on stuff if I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I read Twilight in the first place <laughs> was because I was like, I can't just hate this without knowing what it is. And not only did I hate it, but I hated myself when I was reading it because it was like, it was like, it was so addictive. Really? It was like, you know, that really good trail mix you make at Christmas. It's got like the sweet, salty situation and you just like can't fucking stop. I couldn't stop. I read the entire series in less than a week. Wow. In college. Do you know how much free time I had in college? None. Did you sleep that week? No. No. And it was like, I couldn't stop. And I was like, I hate all these people. I don't care about them. Why can't I stop? So like, I get, I understand why it became what it became, but like, I still don't like it. I think it's propaganda and I think it's gross, but that's me. That's me. Twilight's a huge part of people's lives, people's fandoms. I love that for you. Yes. Get it. I love that for you. I did not like it. But like this, I don't want to be super like shitty about it because I don't know it. Right. 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 But so, I have to agree yeah. with you on the series. So I, I really want them to make a film. I'm not interested I really in show. like so much about this, this series. So anyway. Do you know what format but, I think this would benefit from? Hmm. And then I promise we'll sign off. Is I think most books would benefit from the way that the British do miniseries yeah like three long episodes oh and then call it so like book one three long episodes call it book two three long episodes call it Hmm. like yeah because you can get a lot done in the three episode four episode format yeah and they're usually an hour to an hour and a half exactly and because sometimes parameters drive creativity and so when you have a whole season to drag out one book Perhaps there is not enough detail or perhaps there is. or perhaps you're not going to approach the details the same way because you're planning they for didn't. three seasons and it's like a whole thing. So, yeah, I think that it would benefit from the from the mini series structure. They gutted one of my favorite relationships, which I never mentioned, and um, they just gutted it. It's with Ugh. the kid Jack that they take care of in the 15th century and that makes me sad. may or may not show up as a vampire in the oh. third book. Yeah. I guess I better listen to the audiobooks. Yeah. And there's a lot of self-hatred from... Okay. We're shutting up. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com if you're into snail mail you can send us that at p.o box 16341 seattle washington 98116 and if you want to do that electronic thing we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com please also if you have a moment leave us a rating or a review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen it helps us out it also helps other people find us yeah and if you do it on apple where you can actually write something we will shout you out your name thank you again for listening bonfire babble podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the duwamish tribe we honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.